All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. Once upon a time in a village lived two friends. One was called Jeff and the other Jim. Now in this village, it was winter. It was always winter. It was a very cold village. Therefore, people in this village needed to keep warm. Now, the problem is that there wasn't much firewood or any wood around because most of it had been used over the years by different families and different people that lived in this village. Jeff used to use his firewood to start fires and not just any ordinary fire. He always lit big fires, so big that all the other village people were jealous of how big this fire was. He even used to host parties around this fire and invite people to come and relax around this big fire with him. People always talked about Jeff's big fires. Jim, on the other hand, only lit small fires, enough for just himself and enough to be content. While he would just find as much wood as Jeff, he had wood left over and would use that to renovate his house and even had enough to build a second house in the village as well. His dream and his goal was to build enough houses so that his children would live in them when they were older, and he even hoped to be able to retire one day and live off the rent from these houses. Now at this point, you've probably worked out that this is a fictional tale, and you're probably wondering why they only men, why are we talking about rent if there's no electricity, these people seem like cave people, they probably had no money anyway, but I'm really hoping that you've worked out the moral of the story as well. Now my brother Richard, who I'll give credit to, actually told me this story the other day. Um, He had just come up with it and um, I thought it was a pretty good, pretty nice story and made made a bit of sense, right? And it got me thinking a bit more and more around us as humans and, and how, how we spend our money and, you know, what we see every day when we go on social media, you know? And there are many, many people out there that live very nice lifestyles. Um, they have very nice cars. They go out to expensive places for dinner, for restaurants. They wear very nice clothing. And there is nothing wrong with that at all. But the point I just wanted to make today is that there is something wrong from a financial perspective, that is, if these people do nothing else but spend money. So I'm not here, I'm not doing this episode to judge anyone's lifestyle. Um, We all like nice things. I like my cars. I like collecting things. I have hobbies. So there is definitely nothing wrong with enjoying life. But as a financial advisor, it's my job to advise people financially. And when I do talk about these things, and I've spoken about them in previous episodes, it's all about having a balance. It's all about having a balance between the two side of things. Because at the end of the day, none of us will be on this planet forever. No one is going to take their money with them to the grave. But at the same time, most of us are probably going to live a really long time. And the whole point is to have a balance between the two so that you can enjoy life, but also be able to focus on the future. And there's a bit of a misconception around this. So first of all, a lot of people may feel that if they don't spend, 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 then they'll just be bored or they'll be sad. And 
that that cannot be further than the truth um, for, for many reasons. I can get into the psychology of spending and how it releases a particular chemical in the brain and makes people feel good about themselves, but that only lasts a very short period of time. I can also give you some examples of situations that I've come across. But what I'll do instead is I'll just focus on the bare basics and essentially mention a few things that might get you thinking even about the way you spend your money um, and what you do with your money. And, and again, as uh, just to put it out there, as financial advisors, we're not perfect. Um, we're human beings. Um, I pro- I'll probably make more mistakes than most people. But the idea is to be aware of your mistakes and aware of your spending and aware of what you're actually doing. So the misconception that a lot of people don't, that, that, I, that I sort of come across a lot, is that if you just save, 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 you, you are going to be very bored. And, and as I said, it is about having that balance. And at the end of the day, what you'll actually find is if you are able to manage your spending, one of my initial episodes is about budgeting and about structure. If you are able to watch your spending, set certain limits, have a plan. If you can have a financial advisor, have someone to talk to about these things you will find that there are many benefits that you'll notice straight away. And one of the main ones is that you'll learn to appreciate what you actually have. You'll, instead of throwing out old items, you'll learn to reuse them, repurpose them instead of them going to waste. Another thing is that you'll also tend to choose experience over objects. You know, so for example, instead of going to the shops and buying a new outfit or a brand new video game, you'll choose to go to the beach and spend instead or spend time with friends and family. Um, you know, memories that will last a, last a lifetime. The, recently, we had the whole lockdown side of things, you know, where a lot of people couldn't leave their houses for whatever reason. And, you know, even just from that, I mean, even my family, we appreciated being together, you know, instead of, you know, doing things outside the house or just being stuck in with the, you know, just being, I guess, distracted with the things that most people do on weekends we were able to just literally spend time together uh, because we had no choice, but um, we loved every minute of it. Um, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't peaceful with five people, you know, three children and two adults being in a house together. Um, So it definitely wasn't peaceful the whole time, but it was, it was amazing. We loved it. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15 minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. The other thing as well is that you'll notice when you start doing these things, your debt will start diminishing um, because debt is the thing that normally be, is created when somebody seems to spend everything they earn. Um, and debt is not, you know, I mean, debt can cause issues in someone's life, you know, whether it's psycho- psychological, um, you know, if, whether it's even financial, if it stops you from being able to achieve your goals, debt can have its own issues in itself. But But on that note as well, there's there's something that we use, I mean, in many different financial worlds, but in ours, we use a, a term called net position. And essentially what it is, is your assets, which is what you're worth, minus your liabilities, which is what you own. And that gives you a net position, which is essentially someone's net worth or what, what they're actually worth. And all I can say is that from a financial point of view, and again, we're talking financial here, we're not talking emotional or anything like that, but from a financial perspective, having if you have a million dollar house and you have a million dollars worth of debt, you technically that net position is technically zero compared to somebody that had a half a million dollar house with two hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. That net position would be three hundred thousand dollars. So 
And again, I'm, obviously there are many other variables and factors to be taken into account. I'm just giving you very basic examples here, but you could sort of get the point that I'm trying to make. The other thing as well is that you'll have more leisure time. So once you pay down debt, you won't have to work as many hours and you'll be able to relax a bit. The other thing is your retirement might be able to be achieved a lot sooner than you thought. And the other thing as well is that you might find joy in helping other people. So by reducing your own expenses and saving money, you're able to give more, you know, whether it's back to the community or to help others that are in need or whatever it may be. It will allow you to do more things. So my point is that there are many benefits to saving money and many benefits to watching what you spend and making sure you don't spend what you earn or more than what you earn. And as I said, I'd really want to stress the fact that you do need to enjoy life. And as a financial advisor, what we do with people when we look at budgeting, we we talk about all the expenses, so not just food, petrol, council rates, rent, whatever it may be. We look at what people would like to spend on their budget. So a budget isn't a historical, I guess, record of your spending. Budgeting in my aspect when I work with clients is looking at what goals or what would you like to spend on these particular areas. Now, it does need to be realistic. It can't be too low um, because it just most likely will mean that the budget's not going to work. And at the same time, you don't want it to be too high because you need to be able to achieve other goals as well. But the idea is to work out that budget. We talk about it and we learn to have a bit of a balance, you know, so still include time there to go out with family, still include if there's a hobby, like shopping, cars, whatever it is, put a figure in the budget, but have a limit and try to work within that limit Um, instead of having no limit, no budget, and literally just spending what you want. Because as I said, that's only going to normally get you one place. Now, there may be some people listening to this, and I've met many of these before, which they don't budget. They just literally spend what they want to spend, and they still manage to save a lot of money, and they still manage to have money left over. And all I can say is, in most cases, these people could potentially be saving twice as much, or either way, or a lot more than what they're currently saving, if they had some sort of discipline or some sort of structure in the way they do things. You know, the only question, the question I would like to ask is, and the question you should ask yourself is, if you were managing your money better 10 years ago, and watching what you were spending, and you had a balance in the way that you spent your money, would you have more savings today? And if the answer to that question is yes, then the next question is, what are you going to do about it? Are you just going to ignore it? Keep doing the same thing and hope that in 10 years, things will be completely different? Or are you actually going to change something in your spending or in your habits so that you can look back in 10 years and think, yes, I've actually done a pretty good job. Yes, it wasn't perfect, but I'm happy with it. Are you going to be like Jeff and literally spend your money and use your firewood on having big, nice things and not really thinking about the future? Or are you going to be like Jim where you're content and you're able to have that extra money or firewood to build future dreams? Or are you going to be a bit of Jeff and a bit of Jim? Now, I'm not saying what's right and what's wrong, but it's a question you need to ask yourself. You need to sort of understand which path you want to go down because going with the flow gets you nowhere and you might make it by chance, but do we want to leave it up to chance or do we want to speak to a financial advisor or speak to somebody or sit down with your partner and talk about your goals and look at what you're working towards? And as I said, you're guaranteed to make mistakes along the way. Things are guaranteed to pop up. Um, When I show my clients projections, I explain to them that these projections are just projections. You know, yes, they're the best thing we have to go by because nobody has a crystal ball, but things pop up and that's fine. 
that's completely fine. But all you can do is make sure that you have a plan in place, that you know what you're actually spending your money on, so that you can hope and maximize the possibility of achieving the best possible financial outcome for you and your family. Now, listening to this episode, you might think, okay, Michael, what do I do now? And all I can say is, first of all, contact a financial advisor, whether it's me or someone else. And if you can't contact a financial advisor to discuss the next steps and what to do, then start with the small things. Start with just looking at what you look at your statements and work out what you're actually spending your money on and work out what the biggest things are that you're spending your money on. And then look at them and think, okay, what's the first thing we can cut back? So whether it's eating out, you might be eating out every week and spending $500 every single week on eating out. You might think, okay, let's drop that to 300 and see how things go. And once that's achievable and you're actually getting somewhere, then look at the next thing. Baby steps are going to be a lot easier to take than massive changes, especially if you are in a couple, if you are in a relationship and you're a couple, doing it small is a lot easier and then you'll have those small wins and you'll be more confident to make the bigger the bigger changes and the bigger decisions after that. So as I said, again, will you be like Jeff? Will you be like Jim? Make the decision, work out the next step and do what you need to do to work towards you and your family's financial future the way you want it to be. Thanks for joining us on sharing more than the sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.